You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome into Fireside Chats. This is episode eight, brought to you by the fine folks at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. That's K-I-S-T. The Fireside Chats was a show created to have conversations with some of the best minds in the industry. We've had discussions with the mastermind behind the analytics company that helped propel the Eagles to a Super Bowl. We've talked with former NFL players like Trey Thomas and Brian Westbrook and a host of others. And today, we have another great guest and a leading mind in the draft community. Joining me here today on Fireside Chats is the Grindfather, the Whiskey Wonder. He's the senior NFL draft analyst for thedraftnetwork.com, co-host of the Draft Dudes podcast, which needs to be in your rotation, especially this time of year. He's also the new lead editor of the Dolphins Wire. He is Kyle Krabs. He's on Twitter at Grinding the Tape. Kyle. So glad to have you on here with us today. How you doing, brother? Uh, listen, you had Brian Westbrook on this show, and now you have me on. How far down into the call list did you have to get before <laughs> you got a yes for today? Jeez. It was, a, it was a direct leap. I mean, you're right up there with Westbrook for me. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm just going to put that as my next title. You, yeah. know, you, you gave me about 15 of them there, so I'm just going to throw that right at the tail end. feel like a Targaryen. Brian Westbrook equivalent, Kyle Krabs. It's my best to date. So Kyle, before we get into the exciting things happening at thedraftnetwork.com mm-hmm. today, uh, I wanted to put in a good word for you guys uh, and what you're doing over there. I have uh, dudes from the site on here all the time on this on this network. I even co-host a show with one and Benjamin Solak, but I wanted to thank you guys for all the hard work that you put into the site. And I was able to link up with you guys down in St. Pete for the Shrine game and told you that Draft Network is my go-to resource. And that's because I know for a fact that effort that your staff puts into their evaluations. It's a place where I can cross-check my evaluations because there's hundreds of players with detailed scouting reports. I love that you guys show your work and analyze each aspect of a player's game in great detail. Uh, But tell me, Kyle, what was the goal behind creating the draft network? What were you trying to provide to the people that would make them more informed throughout the process? What's the mission statement, essentially? Sure. Um, I had done my own kind of independent contracting with an entity that I had created called NET Scouting. And Mm -hmm. over the course of the summer, we had some potential uh, investors, if you will, reach out and were like, hey, we like what you're doing. We want to expand on it. And uh, they kind of absorbed everything that we had built. And a lot of our staff, including guys like Joe Marino and John Ledyard and brought on a couple couple other guys like Trevor Sikama, who was a, a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers guy at the beginning. And what we really wanted to do was to take all the pieces of NFL draft coverage, because there are places out there that do a certain aspect of it very well, but there was no place that did it all well, Hmm. used it as a one-stop shop, treated it like a year-round process the way that NFL teams do, and really capitalized on this intersection between college football fans, NFL fans, 
and specifically draft fans. Hmm. So if you think about the football world in that realm, you have a college section, a pro section, and then the overlap is the draft. And that's really a, a powerful unifying force between those. And it's interesting because you talk to fans of college football and they don't really get the dynamics of their favorite player on their favorite college team going to the pros and being a fifth round projection and, right. and why that is because he was so awesome in college. And that has been a really, really fun area to explore for us as we're kind of in our first year of existence. We're about six months old, trying to find what resonates with our audience, which is football fans, period, in a 12-month span. So now that everybody knows what the draftnetwork.com is about, let's share some big news. Let's break some news here because you guys are dropping something. I don't want to steal the spotlight in that regard, even though I'm chomping at the bit to get my hands on it. Kyle, what is different about the Draft Network today on Monday? Everything. <laughs> uh, we've been working with a uh, very talented group of app developers who have been building a couple interactive tools for us at the Draft Network. We want to empower our audience because it is a, a subjective field, right? It's it's watching tape or maybe you want to value numbers and analytics. We want to give anybody who comes on the site the chance to be the expert, be right. the draft expert. So we've put together these interactive tools, build your own big board and mock draft machine. And this app developer has also remodeled and remade our entire website to make it much more user-friendly, mobile-friendly. You can use the interactive tools on mobile as well. And really, you register on the site. This is all free. And you can use our interactive tools to piece together whether you're a fan of a team and you want to build a team-specific big board or you want to do your top 15 or a top 300 or anywhere in between. You can list these players in your order of preference to create your own big board and then import that into our mock draft machine and use it as your guide as you run through simulations of the 2019 NFL draft. So when you do that, let's say I create a big board, I can always come back to that big board and rearrange it like I can store my work there essentially. Mm -hmm. So you can open that back up at any point. And if you want to reorder the names on your list, all you all you have to do is click and drag. Right. And if you're not familiar with the names you click on the names of any of the players in our stored rankings, and it will have a slide out that gives you each one of our individual notes on a trait by trait basis and summary basis of those players to give you an idea, you know, this guy's going to fit best in an even front or an odd front, or maybe this guy's not quite long or physical enough to play outside corner, so he's probably better in the nickel. Those sorts of caveats that come with individual players instead of just saying, oh, well, the Philadelphia Eagles need a wide receiver, so I'm going to pick this guy. And it right. might not be a really good fit for the kind of receiver that your team needs. Yeah. So when you go through the mock draft machine and you guys were building this, was there a specific challenge that was really hard for you guys to kind of get a handle on as you were building this algorithm to kind of create like a predictive type, what will actually happen based on leak trends and what teams do? Was there anything that was like a big roadblock for you? You go through each of the teams and you're, you're trying to weigh out what their primary needs are, what their secondary needs are, and what their ancillary needs are, and trying to find that balance between this team needs players at X, Y, or Z position, 
But how do you balance that is really what you would imagine teams go through from a dilemma perspective of how much of building our algorithm do we want it to be needs-based versus value-based versus best player available, period. And and it took us a couple renditions of that to strike a balance that we felt was appropriate. Mm. As we've been running through simulations, we've come across some interesting things. And and one of those is, you know, this is a running back class where we we put a lot of running backs in, in that round three, round four type of valuation, but running backs simply don't go at that rate, right? And running backs aren't valued by the league unless you are perceived to be an elite physical talent. So as we were building these, we're seeing, okay, you know, we we get to the sixth round and like our 12 best players are freaking running backs. How do we, (laughs) how do we value that? And, And what's the value there? So, I mean, for me personally, knowing that's something that we struggled with, even though we like these players and the algorithms, I'm fascinated to get into this year's draft and see what running backs look like and if they run and if if we've really captured something here that kind of you know, was foreshadowing for what the actual draft materialized to be. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, could Josh Jacobs from Alabama fall into the second round, or is it going to be a situation where someone picks him high, and then someone like a Richard uh, Richard Penny from last year, same type situation? Does someone take David Montgomery or a Darrell Henderson from Memphis at, at the end of the first round? So yeah, that's definitely got to be a challenge to kind of work around, but. You've got a brand new layout there at DraftNetwork.com, a robust mock draft machine with a lot of thought into the algorithm and the ability to build your own big board and save it and learn more about the prospects as you do so. This is great because as a content creator, I can use these tools throughout the process to show you know the different scenarios for the readers and where I might depart from the league. And there's just a lot going on there to help me generate my own content from your content. So I'm looking forward to get in there and uh, playing around. And up next, we are going to talk with Kyle about the NFL scouting combine and how he broke into the business that's right here on fireside chats brought to you by bleeding green nation and sb nation vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away that's where viator steps in You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to Fireside Chats. We are talking with Kyle Krabs of the Draft Network. Kyle, let's jump right back into things and talk about the NFL Scouting Combine, which is derided by some as the Underwear Olympics due to the athletic freaks that sometimes bust out and the outliers that perform badly in testing but perform well in the field. But Kyle, when you're processing the information dump that is the Combine, what are the specific things that you're looking for and why are they important or not important to you? Sure. Uh, for me personally, my evaluation process has continued to evolve over the course of this is my sixth NFL draft mm. that I'm, I'm working in the industry. And 
when I first broke in, I kind of tried to formulate something that would work as a series of checks and balances, and it it weighted all of those variables like athletic testing and production. And as I've gone more and more, and I feel like my exposure to watching film and understanding what I personally feel correlates to success and what does not, I found myself putting more and more weight into the tape of a player, but you certainly can find thresholds. Right with that athletic testing. And I think that's the most important mentality to have. And a really good example as far as athletic testing and how for some positions it may mean nothing at all is Orlando Brown Jr., (laughs) the Oklahoma State offensive tackle last year, who like could have stood on the line for the broad jump and then just face planted (laughs) on the ground. And I think he would have been two inches shorter than what he actually jumped. Right. Like historically bad testing. And everybody freaks out. This was a guy that was potentially a top 15, top 20 pick. Ends up getting drafted in the third round because his body composition wasn't great. There were some work ethic questions there. And then he goes to Baltimore and he plays really well as a rookie. Hmm. It's important not to count it twice. It's important not to overreact to this athletic testing. But that is the one big thing that as I've collected all the athletic testing over the course of the past several seasons is it really opens your eyes as far as thresholds and necessary amounts of explosiveness or change of direction skill that you can identify in an athlete through this athletic testing that may say, okay, this guy has a chance to be a successful player, but this probably eliminates him from being a first round pick. Kent Lee Platt does a really nice job of that. Uh, I believe his Twitter handle is MathBomb. Yep. Um, he has an RAS RAS system that that does a really, really nice job of quantifying that. And I know he's been putting some great stuff out. So I do want to tip my cap to him because that kind of, as you asked that question, it's immediately where my head went as far as what I do and how I can see someone else doing something similar. You know, it's interesting because for the combine testing, you know, I have my film grades and everything like that. And I have a base idea of what a player's athleticism is. That score is going to change based on the combine. And I'm actually going to take parts of Kent's RAS score and Mm -hmm. use that to build out my athletic grade. So I'm glad that you brought him up because he's actually an integral part of my process. And I'll I'll fire one uh, specific question about a position here. What's more important for running backs, Kyle? Is it the 10-yard split or the 40-yard dash? For me personally, I think the 10-yard split is much more something that I value because I want the guy that can generate that explosiveness in short spaces because that's where you can break a lot of pursuit angles. And, right. and you know, angles as defensive players on the second level are kind of scraping and looking to meet you. Once you identify that that gap is there, if you have that 10-yard explosiveness, you can break some of those angles. Yeah. And sure, you may get caught like 60 yards downfield, <laughs> but at the same time, you've just broken off a chunk gain because you have that initial explosiveness to break through that gap. I would agree with that. And you see cases like that with Kareem Hunt and Alvin mm-hmm. Kamara that didn't have fantastic 40s, but you look at the 10-yard split and it's definitely uh, very good and passable. Some guys that can break angles from the second level. Okay, so the NFL Scouting Combine starts February 26th, but what you, gentle listener, will be taking off of workforce starts March 1st, which is Friday. Give yourself a three-day weekend. That's when running backs, offensive line, and special teamers take the field for on-field workouts. Always a good time. Never any overreactions to athletic dudes testing like athletic dudes. Never any double-checking boxes, of course. We're all rational analysts and adult. No. (laughs) Uh, Kyle, the last thing I really wanted to dig into here, and maybe the listeners who are interested in this field can gain some insight from this, Why is this, meaning scouting, what you wanted to do, and how did you break into the business? I was not 
a very good athlete in the grand scheme of things. I, I had to work my tail off to play at a successful high school for, and start for the last two years of my high school career. Did not get a chance to pursue a further playing career at the college level on account of injury. So I coached for several seasons and just that college work-life balance really was difficult to, to maintain. So I knew I wasn't done with the game and kind of struggled with how do I continue to stay a part of the game. And uh, I was, I guess the word I'm looking for is blessed to be a Dolphins fan growing up. And <laughs> this was a team that was always out of contention when I was college years, like the last 15 years, really. By the end of October, you're like, all right, well, it's time to start looking forward for next year. Who are guys that I can look to at the college level that can maybe help this team? And that a couple of years of that, and it really became apparent to me like this was a passion that, that I had that I didn't even re necessarily realize and identify when I was younger. And so I just started writing and I had a colleague and friend who was hired by an NFL team. And when he was hired, he said, you know, if this is something that you want to do, just put yourself out there and pour yourself into it and see where it goes. And I think this would be anybody who's interested in getting into scouting. You have to have a certain level of understanding about the game, but it's not anything that can't be learned. Hmm. I was fortunate with my coaching experience that I was exposed to a lot of high level thinkers that I feel like really helped mold and shape my eye for the game. But you can learn these tools and these qualities. It's just how hard do you want to work and invest your time into it and sacrifices that you make. And I would say this, I five years ago, I was nobody. I was 24 years old, uh, working as a corporate fitness facility manager and was just finished you know, my second year of not coaching football and having the itch to do something with the sport. So I started a blog. I started writing. I studied. I stayed in and skipped going out to the bar with my friends. And just by being on the internet, don't let anybody tell you that social media has no power oh, right. and that you're wasting your time. Just by being on the internet and tweeting and writing articles and sharing them and networking with people and going to events in five years, I have a full-time job as a draft analyst for the draftnetwork.com. And along the way, my writing skills developed enough that I became the lead editor and manager of the Dolphins Wire through USA Today. So it's possible. It's a lot of work. But if you put yourself out there and you really try and perfect your craft, you can go a very long way because this is the age for entrepreneurs who can take advantage of and, and power, empower through the internet. I definitely agree with that. I mean, that's kind of how I got my start too and got to this point. And I imagine that you're a talent evaluator of prospects, but also with what you do, you have to be an evaluator of amateur evaluators as well. What are you looking for in the guys that either you have on staff or you think might have something that will allow them to make it in this industry? Yeah, uh, kind of what I had initially said where you have to have a baseline level understanding of the game. Right. If you don't, then you're just not ready. Right. And that doesn't mean you, you'll never be ready, but you have to know what you know and you have to know what you don't know. Yeah. So seeing and interacting with young folks and, and just engaging with conversations with people and kind of you know, talking about a player every once in a while. And you, somebody says something to you that you feel like is really insightful and you know maybe you hadn't thought to take from that specific angle and that's what's really caught my eye with a lot of young guys is is those interactions and, and conversations about football players. And then from there, it's it's really how serious are you? If I, for example, I've, I've been looking to add somebody to the Dolphins Wire and I spoke with someone and said, hey, by uh, Friday night, this was Wednesday afternoon, by Friday night, why don't you give me a, a write up on a player? And this guy, you know, it's Friday, 10 o'clock and I'm checking my watch. I'm like, oh boy, is he, is he going to miss the window? And he emailed it to me and it was like 950 words 
and it was very, very good. Yeah. So taking those kind of opportunities seriously, if you engage with someone and you know that they're going to get the work done in a prompt manner is really something that you have to take it serious. Yeah. Do you guys have anything planned out at the Draft Network there of what you're going to be doing for the actual draft? Is there any special video content or streaming content or is all the focus on the combine right now, which would definitely be understandable? We are working on finalizing some plans. Our plan at this point is to do a a live stream for each of the three days of the NFL draft that you guys can watch at thedraftnetwork.com. We hope to go hope to go to Nashville where we're in conversations with a potential host to host us and our streaming throughout each of the three days there and be hands-on with NFL draft fans as they come to Nashville. So we're really excited about that potential and hope to have those details finalized in the near future. I, l- I love that you guys are really ramping up what you're doing, but you're doing it in a smart way and you have plans in place of what you want to do and how you want to get there. And it's not just being rushed out. So I really appreciate the way you guys are building your business and your, and your brand there too. Kyle, Man, I really appreciate you uh, coming on with us today. Uh, Let the listeners know where they can find you and all the great work that you guys are doing again. Swing over and check out the newdraftnetwork.com first and foremost. We're really excited about it. It's a beautiful looking site. It's it's very user friendly and we present a lot of information to you guys and let you guys encourage you guys to make those decisions for yourself. So you can find me on social media. I'm at grinding the tape on Twitter. And you can find all of my Dolphins-related works at uh, dolphinswire.usatoday.com. So follow Kyle, do it, and make sure you're also subscribed to Bleeding Green Nation. And make sure you're getting in all of those five-star ratings and written reviews. Kyle, thank you so much for joining us again. This has been Fireside Chats, conversations with leading minds in the industry. Thank you for listening. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash V-I-Y-A.